Hey, everyone. Welcome to a special bonus Locked on Lakers. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. The Lakers lose game three at home, 119-108 to Denver. Things are looking grim. That's next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Lockdown Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, sometimes on Saturdays and certainly on Sundays, always free, never going to be behind a paywall. Lockdown Lakers on YouTube is where you can go see the show, hang out with uh, 17,000 plus subscribers, Lakers fans, NBA fans, most of whom are real sad, uh, Andy, following the 119-108 loss in Game 3 to the Nuggets at Crypto.com on Saturday night. The Lakers, um, like the first two games in Denver, certainly had a shot going into the fourth quarter, deep, relatively deep into the fourth quarter. This time, though, while the, uh, the first two games were close in the final minute or two, uh, this one, not so much. Yeah, I mean, it really felt to me like the Lakers just got Blitz creaked, blitz creaked on like essentially both ends of this game. Um, you you had Jamal Murray going absolutely crazy in the first half, and the Lakers managed to stave off some of that damage by the time halftime rolled around. But it took a lot of energy to just essentially try to survive what Jamal Murray was doing, and then in the fourth quarter, the Lakers had briefly regained control but then it felt like again they just got blitzed hard down the stretch of this game and like we've talked about at least a couple times during this series but certainly after game two one of the things that we've learned from this series is that Denver just has a larger margin for error they really and like they're They've been playing better than the Lakers, I think, on the whole. And I, and I think one of the issues that the Lakers – there are many things at play right now, but one of the issues the Lakers are tasked with overcoming, assuming it's even possible at this point, Denver is just better. Denver's a better team. They're not necessarily so much better that the Lakers are incapable of hanging with them on a quarter-by-quarter quarter or even at times game-by-game game basis, but they're better. And better can be very difficult to get past. Well, yeah. When, when, you, when you're at this stage of a playoff and there are certain guys who are struggling at this stage that's, of the playoffs. That's what I was going to say. Denver is a better if, – if everybody's starting from exactly the same spot, Denver's probably a little bit better, a little bit more depth, a little more continuity, all that stuff. Uh, the Lakers have been playing playoff games for eight weeks, um, you know, whatever it is, you know, 10 weeks. I forget, I mean, I'll go back on the calendar exactly what it is. Um, and I think, I mean, I, I, I talked about this after game two. The Lakers looked in game two like they hit, kind of hit a wall. Um, and they try, I think they were trying to work through it. And look, Denver's got some fatigue too, but Denver also had the luxury of, throwing it in cruise control in about late December, you know, or February, and and rolling from there and really haven't been put. I think, you know, they're tired. The Lakers are exhausted. 
And so I think that that came through. And then, like you say, Andy, the Lakers, if they are going to hang with with the Nuggets, need to make sure that they're getting good performances from everyone on the roster. Uh, and they are not doing that. Whereas Denver is getting solid performances up and down the Lakers, um, you know, starting with D'Angelo Russell are not. Uh, and the Lakers just can't win this series if D'Lo isn't good. I mean, D'Lo, I think we'll spend a lot of time on Russell uh, for Monday show, certainly through the week, if this goes in a way that, that it looks like it might uh, because D'Lo Twitter <laughs> was lit on Saturday uh, and he was bad. You know, the one of eight shooting, one of six from three, including a, a bunch of wide open misses. Um, but, you know, I, I think the Lakers kind of have run out of energy. They've run out of maneuvers against a better team. And, you know, they, they just don't have quite the roster depth and the roster construction to win this thing. There hasn't been one game of these three where the Lakers, it's felt like they've had the best player on the court. Game one, I Nikola Jokic. I think that's right. That's a really good way of putting it, yeah. Nikola Jokic was the best player on the court, even though Anthony Davis was really damn good in his own right. I mean, he, it's hard to, you know, put a uh, 40-point multiple rebound performance in second place, but Nikola Jokic did it. Uh, game two, Jamal Murray was when it really mattered, right. the best player on the court. And, you know, compounding this was the best player on the court for the Lakers in game two was either Austin Reeves or Rui Hachimura, and you can't have that. Nope. And then game three, best player on the court was Jamal Murray. Yeah, and, and Jokic, by the way, he was in foul trouble for most of the game, picked it up as it went along yes. and had a nice fourth quarter. I mean, the, the game really swung, I thought, for the Lakers when they had an opportunity to, to with Jokic on the bench with foul trouble. The Lakers, I think, finished minus one um, you know, for that stretch of time. They only won the third by one point. Um, and you know, they just that, that is a, a glaring red flag. And to it your also point, speaks it, really quickly. You're sure, of course. Quick, to, the, to the level that Denver has reached because those non-Jokic minutes used to be what regularly did them in. Like, I mean, that's why they traded for Thomas Bryant, was just oh, yeah. to have somebody on the court to try to just kill five minutes without Nikola Jokic, without sure. completely collapsing. Bryant doesn't play. He's not in the rotation. But that that was the thought process for trading for Thomas Bryant. was And the Lakers, I think, I mean, I, I'll go back and look at the numbers, have been really pretty effective when Jokic has sat in, over the course of the series. But uh, on Saturday, they just couldn't do it. And, you know, to your point, which I think is an interesting one about, like, the Lakers, you know, you have LeBron, you have AD, you know, in three games played, one of those guys needs to be the best player on the floor for, you know, you know for, for one of those games. Um, you know, AD had 28 and 18 on on Saturday a um, couple block shots and you know LeBron 23 with 12 assists seven rebounds neither one of those guys were bad but you know too much too I too I don't often, think LeBron I don't think LeBron was great in this game to be I don't honest. think I didn't say he was great he, I said he well, no no bad. but I'm saying I he wasn't bad but if I had to choose between great or bad I actually think LeBron was closer to bad than great in this I game. don't know but either I, way I, I think you know, there haven't been enough games where even if one nugget is the best player on the team, where those two guys, well, LeBron and AD were definitely two and three. It's just, you know, so as much as 
the the criticism is going to go towards Russell as it should. He has been really bad in this series and the Lakers need him to be much better. Um, he's not the only issue. And then, you know, you add in Jared Vanderbilt, um, who is kind of equally unplayable for different reasons in different ways. I think in this series, um, about this. To, I don't, to, I don't think he is totally unplayable by his own merits. I think he's been made in certain ways unplayable because of other people around him, but maybe, but the Lakers can't afford to Lakers yeah. can't afford to play him. I think uh, Vanderbilt's doing his job. The problem is enough people around him aren't doing their jobs well enough to make his job. Really that well. may that may be, but they are they're getting punished in the minutes he plays. Yeah, um, and so you have two of your seven and a half eight member rotation are, that are that are really really difficult to play, and um, if that's the case, you're you're running out of stuff, you know, and and then you know. You know, Dennis Schroeder is not necessarily, you know, he's working hard defensively, doing the best he can, but not providing enough offense. It's like, you know, there's just at some point you run out of stuff. And I think that is essentially where the Lakers are against the Denver Nuggets for a variety of reasons, some of which goes back, many of which go back to the, the way that this season has played out to the composition of the roster, to the age of some of the players. It's like I, I Darwin was taking a bunch of flack in, in, in on, on Twitter. I mean, people are upset. I get it. Like this is not a great way for this the Western Conference Finals to to be going. And there's so much optimism heading in. But fundamentally it gets to what you said, I think at the top of the Denver is a better team and the Lakers don't have a margin for error and they are erroring. Yeah, um, I mean, to put this in perspective, Rui Hachimura having 13 points off the bench shouldn't be a problem. But the way things have been going in this series, Rui only scoring 13 off the bench, which you know, right. in normal context, you know, one of your one of your prime bench players scoring 13. All right, that that ain't bad. That that you can do something with that. Doesn't feel like enough. I want to correct myself a little bit on something I'd said with LeBron when I'd said like closer to bad than great. That may have been too far, but what I'm getting at though with LeBron that I do think is becoming problematic in this series is he has not, I think, always been consistently even their second best player. He's been closer at times, I think, to their third best. Right. Part, been- I mean, I assume you're talking about Austin Reeves. Yes. Yeah. And The way this roster is set up, if LeBron is not consistently your second best player, that in and of itself creates some problems. So that may be a better way to put what I was saying earlier. Like As I heard it come out, it felt a little bit too harsh. But it, it does speak to, though, I think some of the issues they're having. LeBron is not good enough for his station on this team in this series. Yeah. That I think I, is fair. I think that I think that's reasonable. It's, it's stuff again, we can get into a lot deeper starting on Monday. I think your series is not over. Obviously, game um game four will be Monday night, but well, just um, try to win the thing and just yeah, send it back to what Denver, see what happens. Uh one one game at a time. But the the um you know, I mean Denver only played seven players, and so it's not like I under I understand rotation short. Um but 
one of the things that I think was a real challenge for Darvin Ham in this game, because, you know, look, Jamal Murray was, I mean, as unconscious in the first quarter as he was in the fourth. The Lakers, you know, he, he you know, had a couple plays where he made D'Lo look bad. He made Vanderbilt look bad. He made Schroeder look bad. He made, you know, AD look bad. He hit shots in the first quarter over everyone. Like, there, yeah. and it was, it was, that was not, you know, one guy failing. It was like that's Jamal Murray being uniformly excellent. 17 I mean, points on eight of 10 shooting, one of two from behind the arc in the first quarter. Right. And he cooled off. That's just over the course of the game. And the Lakers defensively actually were holding up pretty well. You know, by the by the middle of the fourth quarter, Denver's shooting percentage was down close to 45%, which is certainly very tolerable and much lower than it was at the beginning. Um, and it ended up at 50 because of the run that Denver went on uh, to finish the game. But I just, you know, Denver went up a level at the end of the game. The Lakers, I think, tried to jerry-rig. The entire second half was designed to try to get that five-man lineup, Schroeder, Rui, uh, Reeves, LeBron, AD, on the floor with a chance to win. That, that everything they were trying to do, I think, was designed to buy enough time to give that lineup a chance to win the game for them down the stretch. They got that lineup on the floor close and, you know, relatively close contact, and they just got run off the floor. And I think it's because Denver had a gear left, both from an execution well, <laughs> standpoint and a an energy standpoint. The Lakers simply don't have. You mentioned uh, that, that gear left in the energy. I mean, if there was a glass half full uh, effect from Nikola Jokic having all that foul trouble, may have been a little bit fresher down the stretch because the fourth quarter... He oh, was yeah. the nugget that did the most damage. 15 points, five of seven from the field, hit one of his two threes, got to the line seven times, only made four of them, but you know, two rebounds, two assists. Like, look, I, I mean, I mean, I understand Lakers fans are really fr- uh, frustrated and really upset. I personally am not. It's just like I, I feel like this this one to me was the clearest one where you just kind of say they're not the better team. And, you know, games one and two, there were a lot of reasons to be frustrated. Lakers had opportunities to steal something on the road. Yeah. Um, and they didn't do it. This one, I just kept watching going. They're just, they're out of juice. My opinion, out of juice. And they're not better. And uh, that is a really tough combination. They, they, I thought they tried. I thought they worked hard. I don't think they quit on this game. I just don't think they, they have a lot of, uh, of legs left. Yeah, I mean, the legs thing is hard to know for sure, though it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. It doesn't help, though, that I think of the three games, this was the worst that they played. Like, they picked a bad time, yeah, I think, I would agree. to play their worst game. So. Missing too many too many shots. I mean, look, you, you, Reeves, was, you know, LeBron finally hit a couple threes in the, in the fourth quarter, um, but broadly speaking, you know, you take away Austin Reeves again, three of five from three-point range, and the Lakers are under 30% from three-point, right? They just, you, you can't have this many bad three-point shooting games. I can turn our attention back to Russell uh, for tomorrow's show. He's obviously a massive part of that uh, of that problem. But, you know, it's just as a team, they've missed far too many shots, particularly the that's got to go in kind of shot. Like, that's wide, that's got, everybody knows what I'm talking about with those kinds of shots. You see it, ball movement, 
open shot, that's got to go in. Denver made those shots. The Lakers missed them. Yep. Um, all right. So lots to uh, to continue to get into for uh, Monday's show. Uh, we'll get you ready for game four. We'll certainly talk about some of the big issues. D'Angelo Russell uh, uh, will will obviously be among them because that's going to be a topic of conversation well into the offseason, I think. Uh, but and uh, so, yeah, we'll get into all that. But first, Andy, we have to get into this. That Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Prize Picks. And if you haven't signed up for Prize Picks, you're missing out on Daily Fantasy Made Easy and the $1 million daily Superflex promotion every day of the NBA playoffs. One Prize Picks user will win a chance at becoming a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time will be randomly selected every day. And whoever placed that entry will be given a chance for a six pick flex with the following payouts six correct picks, a million bucks, five correct picks. 80 grand, four correct picks, 16 grand. Full details can be found at prizepicks.com slash million. You must opt in at this link to be eligible for the million dollar entry. Once you opt in, all you have to do is play the game like normal and you could be the lucky winner. Prize picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. They offer more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator. They offer the superstar players, the bench players, just pick two to six players and predict whether they'll notch more or less than their prize pick stats projection. You can win up to 25 times your money. Prize Picks offers projections on everything from MLB to NHL playoffs, even cricket. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Safe, fast withdrawals. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. Sign up, play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. Again, don't forget the promo code locked on at the sign-up for the instant match. If you're not playing Prize Picks, you don't know what you're missing. All right. Um, we will see everybody on uh, Monday.